One of the practical tips that I learned from our beloved Prophet Muhammad is that we should keep our promise. It's very important for us to keep our promises. So much so that Rasulullah, he puts so much emphasis on it. That he says that whoever believes in Allah in the last day should fulfill his promise. Not only that, he put it that he who does not keep his promise has no faith. We see that the keeping of the promise is very important and is a sunnah of our beloved Rasulullah. But not only once he was prophet, but also before his prophethood that Rasulullah, he kept his promises that he made towards people. The Siddha is narrated by, by Ibn Hamza al-Amri um, that before that the Prophet had became the Apostle of Allah that he said that he had made an appointment to meet the Rasulullah at a certain place. But unfortunately he had forgot that he had made this appointment with the Prophet of Allah. And he remembered two days later. So as he went there on the second or third day, he saw that our beloved prophet was still waiting for him. And the reaction of the prophet, he said, he said, Youth, you have put me in hardship. I have been waiting here for three days for you. We see that when you promise somebody to do something or promise something for somebody, that person is either waiting for you to fulfill that promise or that person that's going to fulfill that promise is waiting for you to receive the things in which he or she promised to you. And by not fulfilling these promises, we bring difficulties upon that person. This is one of the things in which I have learned from my beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and has always been with me from the beginning. When it comes to the Prophet of Islam's ethical behavior, the kindness that you see, a person came to him and it is narrated that it says a person came to the Messenger of Allah in Makarum al-Akhlaq atan nabi rajulun yukallimuhu fa'ur'ida A person came to the Prophet of Islam and he was speaking to him and he was trembling. He was fearing the Messenger of Allah. And the messenger wants to calm him down because of his gentleness and his calmness. Maybe some different types of rulers, they like it. They like the fact that uh, their subjects are trembling or their followers are trembling. The messenger of Allah, this bothered him and says, فَقَالْ حَوْوَنْ عَلَيْكَ فَلَسْتُ بِمَلِكَ Ease, take it easy, ease. I am not a king. You do not need to treat me like a king. You do not need to be afraid of me. You know, I am a, say for example, I'm a, a human like you. So we understand that the Messenger of Allah from this and from different other stories that we have, that he had absolute kindness to the people, humility to the people, and he treated his people with fairness. 
One of the greatest manifestations of the kindness of the Prophet of Islam is after he retakes Mecca, the city that he was raised in, the city that he lived in, his forefathers lived in. But he was basically exiled. He left uh, Mecca because of the intense pressure they put on the Prophet of Islam. And finally he left. He went to Medina, another city, hundreds of miles, hundreds of kilometers at least. And he went to this city and instead the people of Medina, they came and still attacked him. And you look at the battles, the battle of Badr, Uhud, and Khandaq, the trench, that they were all, they took place around Medina, that they came from Mecca to Medina to attack the Prophet of Islam. So we understand here that after 13 years of, you know, uh, repression or repression in uh, Mecca, and then we learn about the few years, uh, eight more years, we can say, in Medina, you know, the, with the Quraysh and how they treated him. Now he comes back after these, let's say, 21 years. And how would he treat the same people, the same leaders that uh, caused so many of his family members, his friends to be, to be killed, that they oppressed them so much? It actually says when the Muslim army came to conquer Mecca, there were about 10,000 chanting. They came to Mecca with power. And instead, the, the Messenger of Allah uh, had people, and the people, the Muslims said, today, is the day of marhama today is the day of mercy and he forgave everyone basically he forgave even the leaders of the polytheists of the enemies the Quraysh the chiefs of the Quraysh Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of God the all beneficent the all merciful Allahumma salla ala muhammadin wa ala muhammad peace and blessings be upon the holy prophet muhammad and his holy progeny the Ahlibayt We often look in very strange and far places for guidance, for examples to emulate and follow, for answers. But rest assured, the best answer will always be coming from God, from Allah, and be sent in the example manifested and his holy prophet. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا In the Apostle of Allah, we have certainly placed the perfect example for you to follow, to emulate. And this is an example that is not any, just any example. This is an example of the best, of the most kind the most compassionate, the best human example of, the, of divine perfections reflected in him, in the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Allah says, we did not send you except but that you are as a mercy to all nations, to all people. Of the many things that we can learn from the holy life of of the Prophet Muhammad, of the many uh, beautiful virtues and beautiful traits that he had. One of the ones which we need to constantly remind ourselves, and I remind myself of, is his kindness in his speech and how he would talk to others. 
we may find sometimes that because we feel right we feel justified in rude speech or disrespectful speech or dismissive tone of voice or speaking in a way which is condescending to others how did our prophet deal with people and what can we learn about discussing and talking with others from him in fact it mentions فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ It is by Allah's mercy that you are gentle to them. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيذًا الْغَالْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حُولًا Had you been rough and harsh and hard-hearted and rude in your, the way that you dealt with people, they would have scattered away from you. There are billions of Muslims in the world, almost. The number's increasing. And had the Prophet gone about with harshness, then this religion would have not been met and received by so many. Some of the adab and etiquette that's mentioned uh, in Sunan al-Nabi about the uh, the way that the Prophet spoke and dealt with people and mentions that he avoided arguing being argumentative or arguing with people even if he was right he avoided talking too much He avoided focusing on criticizing others. He avoided focusing on the faults of others. When he spoke, he would speak in a concise manner. He wouldn't go on and on and on. He would be patient when the person who he was speaking to him would be rude. He would be patient with them. He would speak in a clear way, in a simple way that all could understand. He would avoid the negative talking about, I don't like and I don't like this or that. He had a genuine kindness when he spoke. He was humble in his speech. And that was one of the beautiful things which we must practice every day when we are speaking to others and also remember when others are speaking to us to have that patience inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to be followers true followers of this guiding light of Rasulullah as he was a light for this ummah for this nation for this world and for all of humanity everywhere اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم When we uh, examine the life of the Holy Prophet one thing that stands out for me in this beautiful path of righteousness and morals and values that he left behind 
was the fact that while he presented a very pure and a very beautiful end and destination and goal for us being the liqa of Allah, the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also stressed on the fact that the means to that end also have to be pure as well. I mean, the idea of robbing the rich to feed the poor was never a concept the Prophet of Allah ever uh, promoted. We have one story from his life where in the beginning of the Islamic mission, a large tribe in Mecca, a very influential tribe in Mecca, the heads of, those, uh, of that tribe approached the Holy Prophet and says that we as an entire tribe are ready to accept your mission and stand beside you uh, in this propagation. However, we would like it if you could give us that leeway that every so often, you know, we can worship our idols as well. We will pray your salat, we will, you know, do what you like in terms of your worship, but we also want the, the freedom to worship those idols we did before. Meaning, you know, ultimately the end is pure. The end is to get to Allah. And these were, these were, these were people who were ready to get to Allah. But they wanted to do it with their own sort of tainted version. And the Prophet wholeheartedly rejected that notion. Even though in the beginning, the deen was starving for followers, looking for some support. And this being an influential tribe, you know, could have given that support. But the Prophet was not ready to sacrifice the means for the end. If the goal is pure, the path to that goal also is pure. Sometimes it feels like we are okay with committing haram acts to get to, let's say, for example, goodness. Or to take off my hijab for a week, stop praying for a couple of weeks just to see if I'm able to actually do it properly or not. Or if I was doing it properly for all these weeks. And while you know the end and the niyat and the intention is pure, the path to that end also has to be pure as well. And we learned that from the Prophet's life as well. He never swayed, he never um, sacrificed, he never apologized on his path towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept uh, our love for the, uh, for, for, for the Ahl al-Bayt and to give us that tawfiq to follow their path towards our own salvation, inshaAllah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Dear brothers and sisters, the Sheikh asked me to share a practical thing that I have learned from the Prophet. We have this short narration related to us from the Prophet, which he says, accept the truth when it comes to you, even if the person bringing it is from a high status or a low status, even if you detest this person and reject falsehood when it comes to you, whether the person who brings it is of high status or low status, and even if you love this person, it's false, reject it. I think this is a very useful and very practical piece of advice from the Prophet, especially in this day and age called the age of information, and we are inundated with new information every day. More information has been available to humanity at one point in time than it has ever been in our entire history. And sometimes we have this tendency to reject things because we don't like who's saying it. And a lot of times we also have the tendency to accept things just because we like the source. And we really need to be careful about this and we need to use more discernment when 
processing this information we're getting and try and actually find the truth and not just accept things or reject things based on who's saying it. I think this is extremely practical, extremely useful, and I think if a lot of us started implementing this, we would start finding, we would start viewing things a little more differently when we actually have real facts to work with. So Allah, Allah gives us all to feek and then we can go and become better. And inshallah, Allah hastens the reappearance of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. So the question is, what is one practical thing that I personally take away in my life and learn from the Prophet of Allah Muhammad صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم? I have to say, what I admire about him is his hard work, is his ability to push himself to perform the best, and also. His ability to influence others, to encourage others, to inspire others around him to perform their best when they are working and when they are doing something. The Messenger of Allah had long-term goals and short-term goals. And he worked very hard to meet those goals and to reach those goals. Of course, self-care is very important and it was very important for him. He did that through prayer, through spending time with his immediate family and his friends. At the same time, he continued to work very hard to perform the tasks that he was assigned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and which brought him success in the short term and in the long run in his life. And that is something I admire. To be punctual, to fulfill your promises, to fulfill the needs of those around you, to take care of yourself and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to fulfill your responsibilities. All that takes hard work and that is something that he consistently performed and did throughout his life. One thing with hard work is he would keep promises. No matter how he was feeling, he would go ahead and always keep the promises that he had made to others because they were relying on him and they were depending on him. So that is something I admire about my Prophet and that is something that I will, I will consistently come back to in my life. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. One practical thing that I learned from Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is a point that God mentions in the Quran where he states it is due to Allah's mercy that you were gentle with people and had you been hard-hearted and harsh towards them they would have dispersed from around you uh, what drew people towards the message of Islam apart from uh, the truth of this message was the magnificent character of Prophet Muhammad sometimes we might think that uh, if I have a lot of knowledge if I'm good at speaking um, and other things uh, people will be drawn towards me and therefore will accept what I'm saying but the verse of Quran says something else it says it's because of the way he lived with people he treated people in a gentle manner in a kind manner that people were attracted towards him and therefore towards his Lord the Lord that had sent him may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who truly follow him and resemble him in their character wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh what? You haven't subscribed yet? Mate, get on the ball. Subscribe to the channel.
Thank you.